Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings. Happy Monday, Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV. Radio, podcast, I am Steve Dace, Aaron McIntyre, and Todd Erzin are here with me as well, if you'd like to join us today. And we will be opening up the phone lines in the next hour at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. It's our first Monday town hall of 2020. And I'm going to give you, if if you choose to take advantage of it, an opportunity to give me some career advice because I have... A certain little meeting tomorrow I'm going to tell you about. And that's a tease. Gentlemen, you know what the meeting is. We do. Yep. Is is it interesting? Am I blowing this out of... Is, is, is it? Am I making too much of this? As far as I can tell, my coattail, your coattails are not threatened. So I'm I'm still good with this. All right. Do you find this the meeting we're going to discuss next hour interesting, Aaron? Uh, it's oh. interesting like, I don't know, maybe House of Cards is interesting in kind of that morbid, macabre type of way. <laughs> No, this is way, this is Ricky G interesting. You think it's Ricky Gervais interesting? Oh, yes. Interesting. Interesting. Well, maybe you're interested. We'll find out next hour. We'll give you a chance to give me some career advice preemptively. No no sense getting your advice after the meeting's taking place. I should I should get all of your advice beforehand. And you know, the, the good book says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. So I'm going to take some from you later on in the program next hour at 888-900-3393. In the meantime, you can email the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. A ton of news over the weekend, including some new numbers out of Iowa. We're going to be breaking those down and what they do or don't tell us about where the early trend lines are in the race for the Democratic presidential nomination. The Iowa caucuses are three weeks from tonight on February the 3rd. We'll get into that with our good friend Bob Vanderplatz here at the bottom of the hour as well. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by taking responsibility. Iran has kind of taken responsibility for shooting down the Ukrainian passenger flight last week, which killed 176 people in Iran. This kicked off a weekend of anti-government demonstrations in Tehran as thousands of protesters flooded the streets to voice their displeasure with the Ayatollah and the now-deceased General Qasim Soleimani. One of the more stunning images of the demonstrations came as students at Tehran's Behashti University avoided walking on the U.S. and Israeli flags, which are painted on the ground at the school. Some videos of the events depict Iranian security forces beating and tear-gassing protesters, while some reports of those same forces opening fire on the demonstrators surfaced as well. President Trump sent a tweet composed in Persian to show the U.S.'s solidarity with the protesters. Nancy Pelosi, meanwhile, refused to say whether the Iranian regime is a good thing or a bad thing. Do you support those protesters and would it be a good thing? If they brought the regime down. Well, the regime, the protesters are are protesting, as I understand it, this brand of protesters about the fact that that plane went down and many students 
uh, were on that plane, and these are largely students in the street. I think the Iranians should have not had commercial flights going off when there they're was. They're calling a- out the regime for lying. They're saying death to Khamenei as well. No, well, whatever it is. Also, the mainstream media subtupled down on the pro-Iranian propaganda. I was I was in Tehran when they were chanting death to America once. I was at a rally. The people couldn't have been more friendly to me personally as an American. It, it sort of felt like a. It felt like a thing and a trope as opposed to anything that actually was seriously meant and considered. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is death to CNN in a friendly way. Muerte a CNN de manera amigable. Moving on, three weeks is all there is between now and the Iowa Democratic caucuses. One of the best polls of Iowa, the aptly named Iowa poll from the Des Moines Register, is showing a tight contest between communist UC Berkeley and communist Moscow. Bernie Sanders leads the field with 20 percent. Elizabeth Warren is three points behind at 17 percent. Pete Buttigieg has slipped out. Of the 20s, he's behind at 16%. Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar round out the top five with 15% and 6%, respectively. The Real Clear Politics polling average of Iowa has Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg in a statistical tie, with Biden and Warren behind them, also within the margin of error of each other. Elizabeth Warren campaigned in Iowa on transgender prison rights. You know, we were talking earlier about criminal justice. One of the things we have to think about as a nation, we have to stop putting trans women who are incarcerated into prisons with men where they are at risk. Michigan Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib campaigned on behalf of Bernie Sanders and talked about her son. My son Adam is literally my policy advisor. I'm not joking. If you ever met him, I mean, my team, everybody will tell you. It's like, oh, it's Adam speaking. You know, he's a person, he's like, I'm so tired, mom, of people saying capitalism is socialism. Why not peopleism? You know, he, he one time, I was in a meeting with Chairwoman Maxine Waters and two other colleagues about pushing this uh, amendment to stop fossil fuel investment. Us, the government, stop investing in fossil fuels. And he whispers to me, mom, can I have a piece of paper? And of course, he doesn't know how to whisper. Um, and I give him this piece of paper. You know, he sometimes likes to sketch. So I'm thinking he's drawing over there. Before that meeting ended, he handed me the piece of paper. I had posted it. And he said, Mom, you got to tell him. He says, we only have until 2030. Like, he was giving me these talking points. Black Lives Matters showed up in Iowa to heckle Pete Buttigieg. The protesters can be heard saying anti-black, anti-poor, as security removed them from the venue. Moving on to weirder news, Joaquin Phoenix, the big-time actor, showed up at Jane Fonda's global warming ritual in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. I struggle so much with what I can do at times. There are things that I can't avoid. I flew a plane out here today, uh, or last night, rather. Um, But one thing that I can do is is change my my eating habits. And so I just want to urge all of you to to join me in, in that. NBC News tweets, for transgender men, pain of menstruation is more than just physical. Gwyneth Paltrow sold a candle that she says smells like her vagina. It cost $75 and sold out in hours. And finally, a Kansas City Chiefs fan posted this video after his team got down 24 to nothing in the first half of yesterday's AFC Divisional game. Can't do it. Gotta leave, man. It's the only hope. After he left the game, the Chiefs outscored the Texans 51 to 7. And that's what happened while we were away. That's called taking one for the team right there. Yep. Guy recognized he was the issue. His presence there uh, was a bad omen, uh, produced the bad mojo. He's like, dude, I got to eject. This is on me.
I paid a good price for these tickets, but it is more important for the Chiefs to win than for me to sit here and watch them lose. And I know the minute I head out of here, they're going to come back. Lo and behold, he was right. No? 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 Okay. (laughs) See, I think that way as a fan. That's why I appreciate that. Hey, uh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Keeps who want to wish you happy new hair. For you guys who discovered Keeps hair loss treatment after we told you about it last year. And I say happy new hair because you're well on your way to keeping the hair you have had. And listen up, about 66% of men, two-thirds, will even experience hair regrowth from Keeps as well. If you missed out on this when we talked about Keeps in 2019... Go to keeps.com slash grow right now. Keeps.com slash grow right now because Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products that are out there. And those generic versions are going to save you a bundle. So what are you waiting for? Because with Keeps, you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch. Just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair. And a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right treatment for you and that it's shipped discreetly to your front door. So here's, again, the happy new hair deal for you. Keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps.com slash grow. And when you go there, you're going to get half off your first hair loss treatment from Keeps. That's right, 50% off at keeps.com slash grow for half off your first order at keeps.com slash grow. So, Gwyneth Paltrow, huh? I'll take her word for it. Candle that she says smells like her vagina. She named her daughter Apple. So, you know, this. That's a douche move, man. That's a douche move. No? No? And I'm over two for you with you today, Todd. We're off to a tough start. No, no that, that that's a direct hit. Don't mistake. <laughs> is it just too direct? Just, I can't yeah, can't do it. It's too on the nose. It's too direct, is it? Okay, we'll move on. Uh, NBC News has tweeted. Uh, I got to correct you, Aaron. Uh, they didn't just tweet about the uh, dude upset that he um, cannot have a period. They tweeted about it, and tweeted about it, and tweeted about it. And tweeted about it. That's four. Yeah, my bad. They then tweeted about it again. That's five. They have now tweeted this story out six times this weekend. Six times. Clearly, this is a, this is a tactic called jamming. And the point of it is just to overwhelm your senses. Not in a Gwyneth Paltrow candle selling way, but in a conscience searing kind of way. Ugh. This is an attempt to just overwhelm your senses and make you think that everybody's talking about this and it's okay. This is, it's, it, there's not gremlins in the machine and they just keep hitting the return button. No, no, no. This is purposeful. Okay. And, and I think we know how this ends. Eventually they get their way unless there's revival and at least half of our contemporaries in conservative media, if not more. Well, then call us bigots for not signing on board, right? Is that, is that how Correct. this story usually ends, right? Yeah. Well, of course. It, it, it's remarkable. The double, I, I, I was looking for a tweet uh, this weekend where they, where they will turn this switch on and off, like mm-hmm. you're talking about, uh, as they please. I mean, the, it, it, the, uh, there's a reporter today uh, pointing out how there's no people of uh, color, 
uh, on the state on the stage amongst well, there will be none on the stage tomorrow night in the right. in debate amongst the top four in the polling and the po- obvious point that why are you assuming people's you know race and gender and any I mean when when and how do we have to play this game and the answer is there's you can't ever 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 figure it out no because the game is I get power over you yes and whatever means to an end grants me that power I I lay claim to. That, that is the game. It's, the game is not diversity. The game isn't civil rights. It's not, it's not any of those things. It's not how my gay marriage is impacting your marriage and why can't two people do whatever they want alone or uh, racial reconciliation. That's not the game. The game is power. And whatever raw material I can use in order to acquire raw power over you, I lay claim to it. Oh, this that's is, what it is. I just found it, and it's, uh, it's in the montage this week. The way Aaron Burnett works, she... She says yelling death to America is actually just chill. You know, no big deal. But if I use the wrong pronoun, I'm canceled. You can, you can never negotiate those no. rules, ever. Is that a self-indictment, by the way? That yes. a bunch of Iranians were in <laughs> the streets yelling death to America, looked at Aaron Burnett and thought, Kindred spirit. She's down. She's down to clown. Right? Is that, a, is that an unintentional self-indictment, do you think? If by... That it just seemed friendly... Yep. Yeah, well, by, by journalists, yes. Yes, yes. That they they saw. Well, she's chanting "death to America" too, right? It's, that unintentional self owns are always the best. Um, this the Nancy Pelosi clip. What has gone on this weekend reinforces my belief, Jeremy Corbyn. I'm I'm sorry. Um, Bernie Sanders will be the Democratic nominee. The absolute, it, it's like this party has forgotten the Clinton era. Let me rephrase that. The Bill Clinton era ever happened. It's, it's, it's like it's forgotten. It, uh, this is like 1984. And you know, there's a million differences in terms of character, disposition, persona between Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan. But one thing they each had in common was the ability to create and generate hatred from the hard left in America at the time. And the hard left in America is far further left now than it was 35 years ago. But the, 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 the hatred they generate from the left causes their opponents to lose their damn minds. They're, they're helping him, man. They're, they're saying he's the only guy running for president that thinks Iran is bad. They can't bring themselves to say. Nancy Pelosi's not a complete moron. And I pause so I put the word complete <laughs> in there. Okay, She knows that in her beloved rainbow Valhalla of San Francisco... Many of her voters would get thrown off of buildings in Tehran. You know, we in conservative media always tweet out these stories about throwing gays off buildings. Do you think they don't know that, Todd? No. Of, of course they know this. You think this is breaking news? You think the left in America was like, well, I mean, I didn't really know Islam wasn't down with sodomy until, uh, 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 you, you know, uh, 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 conservative king me at Red State tweeted, tweeted to me, breaking news. We, we said, we know, do you think this is news to them? I'm certain it's not. you think they not. don't know this? Of course it's not. Of course, the, of course, Nancy Pelosi is aware that if the Ayatollahs had their way, 
many of her, a, a large segment of people that like to vote for her in San Francisco would not be alive. This is not news to them, right? No. So, so we love tweeting this out because you guys that are our consumers love, the, love when we point out the hypocrisy at work here, okay? But this is, because it is, you're right, there's hypocrisy at work here, but they're also not unaware of this. They're aware of this. But they, they cannot bring themselves to, because, to say, yeah, yeah, we'll be better if the Ayatollahs were gone. Especially because if it's gone by the protests that are currently happening, what's likely to replace it is a far more secular state of American college-influenced young Iranians, right? Mm -hmm. Would they... They love, they like Donald Trump saying nice things about them now. But do you think once they actually got power in Iran, they'd be more like Nancy Pelosi or Donald Trump? What do you think? I think they'd be more like Nancy Pelosi. Don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. So, well, whatever that part of the world would right, tolerate, right. their version of that. I mean, we got to put these things all on a sliding scale, right? Okay. Um, they cannot, though, bring... She can't just simply say the Iranian high command is bad, shouldn't have shot down that airliner. And this is an excellent time for young progressive students in the, in the streets of Iran to have their voices heard. Can't bring herself to say it. And the inability to draw any distinctions at all, that literally anything, the cure for cancer an internal combustion engine run with cold fusion and no carbon footprint. Anything that has the potential for three seconds of making this administration look good, they simply cannot acknowledge on any level. And so when this administration has things that do make it look good, they hand it the sole credit for it. And you're seeing a dynamic forming where... When, when bad things happen with this administration, Trump usually responds and communicates in a way that drags the left down into the muck and mire with him. So he sort of almost alleviates, some, mitigates some of his own um, thermal exhaust. But then when something good happens, the other side is incapable of stealing his thunder or they don't want it. They don't, they, they, no, no, you're right. That shouldn't happen. And Iran's great. Bought us some chocolate cake and salami's my friend. Uh, it, it is, it is like watching the mid 1980s and just, you know, with the Soviet union and everything else, it's like watching it happen all over again. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. But you're, you, you, when you are so driven fundamentally by, Hatred, you can't see through that. The picture and the picture you do see through that veil um, is one of constant and perpetual uh, righteous indignation. It, that's if if they were in the same room, it, it, nothing would change it. If Khomeini and Trump were in the same room, right? They, it wouldn't. That, that's the kind of thing that it would. Oh, you would might sober you up. You'd think. Progressivism is at such a stage; it, it would not. They would rather break bread with Khomeini, the one who, again, as you said, is responsible for the treatment of uh, homosexuals as they are there. Mm -hmm. they, 
they'd rather break bread with him than Donald Trump. I don't I'm think there's certain any question. Of that. There is no question about that. And when, and the way that that's communicated is is again they've missed their opportunity to provide a safe landing spot for people who would just like to not watch Donald Trump on their television screens for the, screens for the next four years. Uh, to not hear about a Trump tweet for the next ever again for the rest of their lives, they have they have missed their opportunity to do that. And I'm just going to tell you when this era ends, they're not going to do self reflection. What what you're watching is the trajectory that party is going to be on for the rest of our uh, of its foreseeable life. I believe I, I don't I don't think it's going to pull back anytime soon because Aaron, the generation that's coming behind us here. Are 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 the are the or were the true believers in bringing Marxism to America really lie? Yes, that's exactly exactly correct. And and I think what we're realizing here, especially with 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 the media and, and the leftists and pardon the redundancy there, is that there is there is no there is no such thing as a Christmas truce of 1914 when it comes mm. to the left America and what's left of America. There is no quarter at all, at all, for just, hey, we can all get together, sing Kumbaya on, you know what, uh, who are the terrorists here? Is the Ayatollah a bad guy? There's nothing. There is no, no area, none. Where we can actually, you know what, let's just get together. Let's stop firing at each other for just a little bit. Let's sing, sing some Christmas carols together for just a few hours. And then we can get back to killing each No, there's no room for that at all. This is, this is uh, you know, they like to decry imperialism. This is, this is a form of ideological imperialism um, at, its, at its core. Where there, there will be no room. There will be no quarter. We will make you bend the knee. I mean, this is, this is no uh, Christmas truth, truce of 1914. This is Genghis Khan. We are coming for you, and we will enslave you when we come. That, that's, what we're under, that's what we're illustrating. And again, the signs were there, my slippery th- friend, and more than just whispers. We've seen this over and over again, but it's right before our eyes. Death to America is friendly. Guys, I mean, if that doesn't illustrate to you just what we're up against ideologically, there's nothing that will. The topic we're going to talk about in our overtime today for our Blaze TV subscribers is you've got one of Bernie Sanders' top politicos putting out a video of Joe Biden after post 9-11 practicing the Christmas truce of 1914 and supporting the commander-in-chief of the United States, George W. Bush. And, you know, this is their late-in-the-caucus cycle you know, kneecap of of attempt to kneecap Joe Biden. The idea that he would dare attempt to rally behind anything that um, was unifying at any time in his career, at at any point, regardless of the context or the circumstances. I mean, they they think that's a kill shot. What does that tell us about the Democratic Party? We're gonna we're gonna discuss that today in the overtime. Uh, if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, blazetv.com slash Dace. If you're not, in order to make sure you can check that out today and get a d- reduced subscription to Blaze TV for not just this show, but all of the exclusive content that Blaze TV produces each day as well, blazetv.com slash Dace. Which brings us to what we're gonna spend the rest of the hour talking about, the Iowa poll. I told you. When you guys sent me that video of Black Lives Matters protesting Pete Buttigieg, this is all proceeding exactly as I have foreseen it. I mean, I, I, t- I don't have a huge amount. I don't want to overstate 
the amount of experience I have working cross-culturally between the white and the black community, it's really not that much. It's just a heck of a lot more than most whiteys have, okay? Because most whiteys have zilch, all right? So um, it's not much. It's just much. It's just far more than most whiteys do. And I got an email over the weekend, personally addressed to me. I sent it to you guys mm-hmm. from Black Lives Matters, giving me a heads up that there, guys. I'm, my show's not on any. If you're coming to Iowa for the Democratic caucuses, here are the media platform boxes to check. My, I'm I'm not on that list. Okay, you've got to look for me. All right. Uh, and at least on that side of the aisle, you do. Uh, I got an email this weekend from Black Lives Matters giving me a heads up they were coming, wanting to know if I'd be willing to come out there and, and talk to them and film them. Um, and I'm not, I am not surprised. I, my only surprise is that it took this long. And there's, and there's going to be more of this. Um, and now you've got the Iowa poll is out. That shows Elizabeth Warren has not fallen as far as the perception, but that Bernie Sanders is ahead. And if you want to know the record of the Iowa poll, um, in the past, I've pointed out that it's overrated. If you're a longtime listener to our show, if you go back to the 2010 cycle, it was wrong on absolutely everything. Our buddy Bob Vanderplatz, for example, who's going to join us here in about 10 minutes, when he was running for governor, they had his uh, gubernatorial primary result was wrong by like 27 points. And after it now, right before the 2012 cycle, Ann Seltzer, um, who runs that poll, actually called me. And I know she talked to several other people. What am I missing here? And it was very clear what they were missing is they were under uh, under reporting and under sampling evangelical voters. Now, to Ann in that poll's credit, they actually wanted to, to get it accurate. A lot of pollsters are just like, well, I just want the results that I want especially in the age we're in right now. But but that poll was the only one that captured Rick Santorum's surge at the end of 2012, in which he ended up winning Iowa. Um, and it nailed the Iowa caucus. The final poll in 2016 had Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders within the margin for error, and that's exactly how it finished. It was practically a tie. Had Ted Cruz and Donald Trump within the margin for error, and that's essentially how it ended. Cruz won by about two points. So within the MOE, and that poll has Bernie Sanders ahead right now, but Elizabeth Warren a lot stronger than I think people were thinking after the last month she had. There were a lot of headlines in conservative media that her campaign had flatlined and things of that nature. The, the, the Pete Buttigieg fade is on. He still has a very strong percentage, but I think you're seeing that his base is largely going to be confined. He has no other base except white suburbanites in a, in a nice state like Iowa that really, really desperately need you to know that they're going to put another coexist bumper sticker on their Subaru in the cul-de-sac in which they live, and they're not homophobes. But beyond that, he hasn't really grown to any other constituency in the Democratic Party. However, if Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders stay strong at the exact same time, and they get into those rooms three weeks from tonight, and no side is willing to budge because they both think they could win, that's how... You could uh, you could see Pete Buttigieg backdoor his way in there, and and win this thing with about that was for you, Aaron, with about uh, you know nineteen twenty twenty one percent, not a strong win, but a win, you know, so that those Iowa nice uh, suburban whiteies, the white woke brigade, 
can 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 feel really good about themselves at uh, their fake church the next Sunday. And then the rest of the process will likely just go on from there. But we'll get more into this, but you guys' uh, thoughts about where the register had the Iowa caucus is standing now. Very, very quickly, I'll say so Todd can get in here. It's basically going to be UC Berkeley communist versus Moscow communist versus uh, rural uh, uh, rural Democrats, which is, I think, Biden's probably Biden's base versus the white woke brigade of the of the suburban areas. I think that's what this is going to come down to. And so basically, I think it is actually Biden versus Biden versus Buttigieg at this point. Todd? Well, my biggest surprise is uh, that uh, Warren and uh, Klobuchar, the distance between them was somewhat just voting for a woman is still immensely important for a lot of people uh, within this base. And the fact that Elizabeth Warren is increasingly she makes people uncomfortable even on that side of the uh, the fence. But I think they've just gotten close enough to this thing now that uh, they realize they can't that. The thought that, and I thought it, I predicted it, the Midwestern girl that Iowans would be comfortable with uh, would at least start closing the gap. It hasn't happened. So a, a, a political miracle needs to happen at the debate by Klobuchar tomorrow night to get back in the ring. If there's good news for Amy Klobuchar, you know, you and I had the de- argument back and forth about her uh, and that the debate would kind of tell us where she stands. This poll kind of tells us she's not playing in the Elizabeth Warren lane, that, that she's got to make real inroads going after Joe Biden. She's she's got to come across as the woman, more electable version of, in the end, we have to beat Donald Trump or this entire exercise is pointless. And that needs to be her target at the next debate. Sanders and Warren are having their own conversation over here. More in a moment. So let's get into it. Three weeks from today, the first official votes in the 2020 presidential election will be cast right here in our native Iowa. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz from the Family Leader here in Des Moines is joining us in studio here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be here. Good to see you. So the Register's Iowa poll, and I talked about it before you came on. No need to reset that about how I know Ann reached out to several people. I was one of them trying to figure out about seven, eight years ago why they were trending so poorly. And number one thing she realized is they were undersampling evangelicals in Iowa. And you've seen the last couple of cycles, their polling has been dead right on the money, mm-hmm. including in 2016, the final register poll uh, nailed what was the ultimate outcome in Iowa. Now, they will do one more, I'm guessing, before the, the caucus process. But before we show the audience the results, I want to know... When you knew this poll was coming out on Saturday, what did you think, what was your impression of what the results were going to be? Before I saw the results? Yes. I thought it would show Buttigieg with a lead. Uh, I thought it would be maybe a three to five point lead. So out, so right around the margin for if not better. Right. Okay. I, I just thought, you know, he was uh, drawing crowds, talking about how big his crowds were. And I think there were legit numbers that uh, he was giving out from what I could tell. I thought Bernie Sanders would be the the clear number two, and then Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden fighting it out for almost a distant third. And then Amy Klobuchar, I thought, would be right on their heels as the number four. So here are the actual results from the Iowa poll that was released over the weekend. 
Bernie Sanders up five points to first place at 20%, just within the margin for error. Elizabeth Warren, so statistically it's a tie between him and Bernie Sanders. If you look at the MO, her and Bernie Sanders, I should say, if you look at the MOE. Uh, Pete Buttigieg down nine points. Joe Biden remains stalled at 15%. Amy Klobuchar remains stalled at 6%. Andrew Yang up a couple of points to five. 11% say they're not sure. That's up six points from the last poll. Another number from here worth noting, though, only 40% of the people in this poll are saying that they are firm in their choice. At this time in 2016, when we had a very crowded Republican field, about 59% of people in the Iowa poll were saying they were firm on who their choice was going to be. So when you've got a super majority of people saying that they're not sure that they're finalized with their candidate, and already you have this fluid of a race, that tells you what, Bob? What tells me they're not convinced on who can beat Trump. Yeah, and, and so I take a yep. look at that, and I think, you know, it's that fluid, only 40%. What, what the other 60 are saying is, I want to know who can beat Trump. Yeah. Biden has not closed that sale. And that's why I think you're seeing him static. Those who are with Biden are staying with Biden, but he's not gaining anything. Frankly, and, and I tweet this out immediately after the poll, is I think two things. One is it shows the direction of the Democrat Party. When you're seeing Sanders and Warren, two basically self-proclaimed leftist, socialist, hardline progressives, they've got the majority of the vote. Mm-hmm. And they're splitting it between the two. Because if, of, if only one of them was in the race, this would be a pretty anticlimactic uh, yeah, final it, three weeks, right? Yeah, right now, Bernie or Elizabeth yeah. would be spiking the football in the end zone. Yeah. Like, uh, I've got this They'd thing. be having to manage expectations. And so what yeah. you see right now is that Bernie Sanders is sending out talking points to his people about how to take away from Elizabeth Warren's support about she can't uh, get the, the she can't expand the Democrat base. She's basically controlled by by the wealthy. To, so her whole ad is I'm not controlled by the wealthy. He he's saying you're controlled by the wealthy. You're not going to expand the. We're going to get these people. The guy anyhow. with three houses wants you to know that she's the Martha <laughs> Vineyard so Martha's Vineyard socialist, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it does tell you something when he's got talking points and they are not denying the talking points of going after Elizabeth Warren's voters because they know, too, they they live the same way. If Warren's people have a hitch in the giddy-up, they're going to go to Sanders, and that's what he wants. I thought the poll, though, was dismal news for Pete Buttigieg uh, to drop nine points. That is not a trajectory you want to champion going into the Iowa caucuses. That's telling me there's a lot of people who thought, you know, this guy is sounding moderate. He's sound, sounding... Uh, some of that potentially could beat Trump. They looked, they peeled back the onion a little bit, and they said, "There's no way this guy's beating Trump." So I'm not so sure anymore if Buttigieg wins the Iowa caucuses. I think he's still in the top three, but I don't think this is the trajectory he wants heading into uh, uh, the caucuses. Let me play devil's advocate, and with this candidacy, Please I'm probably do. doing it literally. <laughs> um, but let me play devil's advocate for just a moment. I agree. There's no way to spin that this poll is good news for Pete Buttigieg. A nine-point drop, there's no way to spin that, okay? But I I think you also, particularly given the caucus process itself, you you can't take numbers statically. You got to look at them in relationship, right? And the one thing I will say uh, is that I I think he's got got a base that I don't believe is going to move. And if 
If you go to a suburban mega church in America, you know these people. You know, they they probably make up 10 to 20% of the people in, in those kinds of churches. Um, and they they desperately want to believe this is these are the people that they that that think they can read Cosmo and Proverbs 31 at the same time. All right. They they desperately want to believe they can fashion a Jesus that doesn't confront anything unpopular, right? Um, and they desperately need they need to believe this, have to believe this. And he's going to get all those votes. All right, he's going to get votes of suburban whites in places that are somewhat affluent in places like Beaverdale, a nice posh suburban Des Moines that you mentioned a few months ago on the show. He's going to get all of those people who need you to know that however many coexist bumper stickers it takes, they're going to put on the the back, uh, the, uh, the rear end of, of their, of, of their Subaru in the cul-de-sac in which they live. They, they need you to know this. Okay. They want to grab you by the throat and scream coexist. Okay. He's going to get all those people. Now, I've always doubted how many of them there really are. I, I think it's a substantial block, sort of like I think Ron Paul's support was a substantial block. Whether it's a winning coalition is a totally different thing, okay? But I do think it is a substantial block. I don't believe it's a winning coalition. It appeared about a month ago he had an opportunity to make inroads into Joe Biden's base. And if we're seeing a poll that shows Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden both not doing well, then that tells you he did not seal the the deal that he was electable to to grow beyond that base Todd that you've been talking about. He's he has, this poll shows he didn't he had a time where he could seal the deal. Hey, I'm not just a gay mayor you've never heard of, but you want to let everybody know I'm not you're not homophobic, so vote for me. Um, but I can win. You don't have to just vote for me out of guilt. I can win. It's clear he didn't he didn't seal the argument that he could win. And and I don't know what he does in the last few weeks now. Because this is the second time he has surged, and then both times we've seen the same thing. Once we get beyond that crowd that you're always talking about, he cannot add anybody else to his coalition. He taps out. But if we're going to see Joe, if we're no going to see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're if we're going to if we're going to see Elizabeth Warren and, and Bernie Sanders now both run strong and go into a caucus night where they both could think they could win. You're not going to see the horse trading between those two candidates. They're, they're going to fight to the death. And if that were to happen, I do think there's a process where 18, 19, 20% of, Joe, of, of Pete Buttigieg could backdoor their way in and get a backdoor win here, if you like your puns. We'll throw another one in for you. Where he could get a backdoor, he could backdoor his way into a win here. Uh, and it wouldn't be an impressive win. It wouldn't be the kind of win that everybody thinks, hey, this guy's the new front runner and can win. He would largely just be the Jesse Jackson, Pat Robertson of, of the Democrat Iowa caucuses, but not really, of, 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 it's not the kind of statement win that says he could win this nomination. I do think that path is still available to him. Well, I agree with you that his base is solid. They're not going anymore or going anywhere. And that's why he's still polling very well in this poll. The problem is he dropped nine points. The 60% who are still fluid and making up their mind what that's telling me is he's not closing the sale with those guys. I agree. I agree. And if they're not closing the sale, you can keep your base all day. But the fact is, Warren's people and Sanders' people were never going to go to Buttigieg anyhow. I, I, I never saw those two that – Buttigieg is my second choice here. I think, I think those are the people calling him a phony. You're a phony. I mean, 
you, you happen to be married to a gay guy, but you're a phony on everything else. So therefore, why would we go with you? So I think you're right. Sanders and Warren fight to the death. That's going to give somebody a chance for daylight. That's why I think you saw the rallying around Joe Biden of all the big names saying, I'm coming out, we need to save Joe kind of thing. I still believe if you're Klobuchar, uh, I'd be smiling a little bit. Because you're right. Buttigieg has surged twice, has fallen back twice. Klobuchar has made steady, but she has not uh, experienced a surge yet. Does she get a surge out of tomorrow night's debate to say she could be a player here and she takes some of Buttigieg's support? To me, I think, going back to the argument that you and I had last week, she needs to. She's not in the running for Elizabeth Warren's base. Absolutely, she needs to see that she is. She that that what you just said. Pete Buttigieg had his chance to close the sale on electability, has been unable to do that. And and I don't know if if if, if Joe Biden is sitting here at fifteen percent as the most well known candidate and defined candidate of the race. I, I don't know what he says and does, and or anybody else says or does for him in the last three weeks that you haven't already heard or determined. If I'm Amy Klobuchar, I'm going after him at that debate this yeah. week. That's and, my target. And what surprised me of the 40% who made their mind, a healthy portion of that is with Joe Biden. Like he's the guy who can beat Trump. We've already decided sure. that. Yeah. So therefore, we're not going to go anywhere. Klobuchar, you watch though in tomorrow night's debate, Klobuchar is going to go after the throat of Pete Buttigieg. She knows. I start taking him down. I start ma- Those supporters come my way. Biden supporters, I don't think they're going to move anywhere. And obviously, I think it's going to be a fun fight with Warren and Sanders to see who can outleft each other uh, to try to win this Iowa caucus. Todd, what do you think? I, I disagree in part about the, the, it's not an entire base you can get, but I, I still, there's a lot of people. It, it, a woman for woman vote. I don't. Klobuchar is in competition on some level with Elizabeth Warren for that. And I also think that the reason Pete came down a little bit is because Elizabeth Warren went up. Again, it, 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 Sanders, I totally agree that they're not competing. he's not competing with Buttigieg. But Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg, it's still the same thing as Barack Obama. I'd like to be there for the first black president. I want to be there for the first woman. I want to be there for the first gay guy. And in their heads, it's always back and forth. Sure. And any given emotional moment, I'm surprised that Elizabeth Warren, because I didn't see her doing as well in this poll, because I I don't think she's done well, and I don't think I think that because I'm, or we're conservatives, I don't think a lot of people on her side thought she had a great last month, but here she is nonetheless in Iowa. You you make a really good point here, and what I mean by that is Elizabeth Warren getting the increase that she got in this poll was also at the expense of Pete Buttigieg. Yes, I think so. And so with Warren, you watch Warren tomorrow night as well. So I think Warren and Klobuchar, the the two women in the race, could both be going after Buttigieg. Warren saying, you're a phony. I mean, you are just a phony, phony guy. And Klobuchar going, "You're, you're not all that cool. You're not all that moderate. I want your votes as well. So I think Klobuchar and Warren go after Buttigieg's support, which gives aid yet to Sanders, but it could take down the Buttigieg. I thought and, the poll's awful news for Buttigieg. It, well, it's 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 not good news, but he's still within. I mean, I, what's the margin of error? I mean, he's right there. He's just and, outside of it. Yeah, and and you know, I just can't imagine Sanders like catapult catapulting. T- he might win it, but it's going to be a very narrow victory. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are going to be in that room. For for as diehard as his supporters are, there's a lot of people who are still. Are we really going with the 80 year old white guy on this one? That's going to be going on and. And while you're speaking, I'm thinking this whole time, can you believe we're not even t- – has anybody mentioned Joe Biden's name once in the conversation here, Steve, since Bob came on? 
just his what his numbers and stuff Good. are. And we just Grief. talked about it a minute ago. It, it's yeah. kind of like you just move on quickly from Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not doing anything to give him a compelling reason because he's not closing the sale of I can beat Trump. Steve was right last week. Joe's commercials, I watched them again. They're excellent in Iowa. I, I would say, you know, that's where they'd want to go. But once you see him, you're kind of like, oh, man, this is not what I'm buying. I think any path Amy Klobuchar had to eat into Elizabeth Warren, this poll ends. Because it's because the only reason you would go to Amy Klobuchar if, is you, if you're supporting Elizabeth Warren is that you want a woman there, like you said last week, and Elizabeth Warren's fading. I think what this poll tells you is Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have built impenetrable organizations. They have higher floors organizationally than anybody else in Iowa does. So if you're a woman going into a caucus night and Elizabeth Warren is within striking distance and you were supporting her before, you're not switching to a far less openly socialist Amy Klobuchar that night. You're going all the way to the end. Where Amy Klobuchar could make more inroads is she's got to, and, and, and this debate tomorrow night is not, I would advise her, it's not the place to do it because all the moderators and everybody else are all in for the socialist cause. But when this is over, if I were running her campaign, I, I would say whatever I need to say to make myself look good tomorrow night and, and, and try to kick Pete Buttigieg while he's, while he's going down a little bit, okay? But I wouldn't have this larger narrative conversation because you'll get booed with that setting because the communists run the, run the debate. But when the debate is over, I take a couple of million, whatever I had left in the bank, and I would blister Iowa airwaves with a simple message. Come on. Guys, it, you, we know. We know Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders can't win. It, it, it's time for the adults in the room here. All right, the, the number one goal of this whole process is defeating Donald Trump. And, and nominating our own Jeremy Corbyn or, Fort, or Senator Fortnite isn't going to do it. That's the message I would give, and I might even give it that bluntly, frankly. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it. I'd do it in a setting I could control. I wouldn't do it on that debate stage tomorrow night because she'll get booed. Hell, the moderators, given the state of the media, would probably get up and boo her. But that, to me, is her, is her real pitch, or am I wrong? Uh, I probably would advise her differently. Uh, okay. I, I understand what you're saying. I'd probably advise her say, uh, you give us a 30-second commercial tomorrow night on that debate stage. And you let them know why America's not going there and why America's not going to go with, with, with the gay guy from Indiana who lost the DNC chairman's race by 30 points. There's no way he's beating Trump. And 1% Joe's not going to close it either. But I have beating. I have won in red districts. I have done. I can. So you agree with my message. You yeah. just think she should give it at the debate. She's got to get. Because I, I, I think what I do is to show I've got the courage to stand up in front of you and these moderators and everybody else to deliver this message. And you've got a choice to make. She does that tomorrow on that debate stage. Some black trans woman's going to entail herself <laughs> or himself, whatever pronoun they use. I mean, I mean there's some mem- I mean, I mean, Aaron Burnett's going to stand up and chant "Death to America" like she heard "Friendly in Iran." I, 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 I think conservative media would share. Ask Tulsi Gabbard how that worked, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the right message. I just don't think that's the right setting for it. I think that's trying to stand up and give and and you know, and and, and be Nurse Ratchet 
when 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 every cuckoo is flying over the nest at the moment. Well, or maybe when she gets pushed back on this, because she'll get a lot of pushback from the moderators and the other candidates on there saying, why am I willing to deliver this message on a debate night in front of this audience that I know it's going to boo me? So I want you to know I've got the boldness and the courage to take on Donald Trump as well. And maybe as a closing I, statement, yeah, maybe. I, I think she, man, I would not, I'd not say it and have to stand there for an hour and a half. Am I wrong? Or which, which, which I don't know. Okay. I, because <laughs> I, I don't, here's the reason I don't know. I, I'm on both sides of this because I don't know what Amy Klobuchar is willing to sustain beyond one soundbite, which is crucial. There's no point saying it at all the way you're talking about if she's not willing to beat beat that drum every day going don't, forward. Don't attack what you don't intend to kill. Well, it's Steve's. Yes, it's yeah. Steve Adage yeah. in his book, and I don't know if that's in her. And you may as well not even buy, you may as well drop out, quite frankly, if you're not willing because that's you're right because that's really her only path, and it's a gamble. It's, it's not a, a gamble because it's also the nomination but, 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 yes, party, that's exactly that, right. I'm out of the Democratic Party. Probably that's exactly right. I mean, I mean, that's that's what it is. It's an it's either win this thing or I'm out of the Democratic Party. But here's the other calculated part of the gamble, though, is that you know, we all know, caucuses are organizational affairs. Who's got the best organization? Sanders does. Warren does. Buttigieg does. Those three are going to bring an organization to the caucus. This is your chance to change the dynamics for that caucus night. And I think she has to go for it. I, I think in the end, we're just witnessing the that the generational changeover of the Democratic Party from a liberal party to a leftist one is 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 complete, is completed now. And there really just isn't as many people as we thought in years past. I, I really just think it could be just that simple. Yeah. And so to me, when I look at that poll, the winner of that poll is Donald Trump. Uh, because I just don't see America going there. I and if America goes there, I think we all need to pray harder and more fervently. We're going to come back. It's our weekly town hall. We're going to open the phone lines and give you a chance to give me some career advice, potentially, when we return. Stay tuned. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. If you are tuning in today via the podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Thank you to the thousands of you that have done that for us already, because the more of those we get, the more people like you we find, and the more the uh, man, the mucky mucks here at the Blaze are impressed, and the more likely we are to get to continue to do these phony baloney jobs. So keep those five-star reviews coming. Now, if you don't think the show is worth five stars, we would never ask you to lie. We would ask you to keep your opinion to yourself. For the rest of you, though, that do agree with us, this is a five-star show if we do say so ourselves. Please keep those five-star reviews coming. Thank you to all of you that have sent those in via the podcast platform of your choice already. This portion of the show brought to you by those of you that are thinking of going back to school online to get your master's degree. My wife did this a few years ago and um, had a tremendous experience doing it. And there's so many opportunities for you to give this a shot as well. One of them is with our friends at Ashford University, because if you're flipping through the calendar, that can create for you endless possibilities. New and exciting opportunities can come your way here in the new year. You just have to be ready for them, and it may start with earning your master's degree at Ashford. New year, new opportunities. Make this year the year you advance your career by earning your master's degree and get started today at Ashford University, which is convenient and flexible. Their online master's degree program allows you to learn at your own pace. You can study 
wherever you're the most comfortable learning. You can even take just one course at a time. Ashford University's six-week-long courses allow you to take that just one course at a time. Being enrolled in one class at Ashford means you are considered a full-time student with just one class. All the great standardized tests you're looking for are available there as well, and it's fully accredited by the WASC Senior College and University Commission. So get ready to grab your new opportunities. Start your master's degree today with Ashford University. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash Steve. Ashford.edu slash my first name, Steve. At Ashford.edu slash Steve to get started on your master's degree today. Ashford.edu slash Steve. So last week... I got an email and I got to tell you, this is not one that I saw coming. Did you guys see this one coming? Not really. No. Did you see anything that's coming? Well, I mean, in the, what Nick Kristoff, like, you know, that's every once in a while they have those blips where they, eh, should we try this on again? So, I mean, generally speaking, I'm not totally shocked. Now, I've had several of these conversations in my career uh, on a local and national level. They've even at times included job offers, okay? But it is my experience that even if they're well-meaning and well-intentioned and they really mean it at the outset, when it really gets down to it, they don't want to hear what people like us have to say. The one exception was USA Today. One of the, the deputy op-ed page editor there, Dave Mastio, is a pretty hardcore libertarian guy. So he's committed to getting right-of-center viewpoints in the paper. But that's about the only one I can think of in my career. You know? Um, as far as regularity goes. Regularity, yeah. Yeah. I, I interviewed with MSNBC uh, towards the end of the 2012 campaign over at 30 Rock. They were. They had just fired Pat Buchanan because he just refused to stop saying tawdry things you just can't say anymore, <laughs> all right? Um, and no, I'm not talking about his opinions. I'm talking about uh, certain slang. Maybe we'll go with that. Uh, he just refused to give it up. And they fired him as their token conservative. And, and their executive producer looked me right in the eye in the room. This was late October, 2012. Looked me right in the eye in, in, in the room there and said, hey, if... If Romney wins this, we'll probably, you know, move to being more of a left of center, um, more moderate channel like we were prior to Obama, like when Alan Keyes had a show on MSNBC, if you guys can believe that, okay, who thinks we're soft, all right? Um, if And then if Obama won, they were just going to stay really hard left. They just told me that, you know? Um, so I've, I've, I've had these conversations and offers before. So I am, I am skeptical. But last week, I received an email making another one of these kinds of offers. CNN emailed me last week. Two producers at CNN. They are coming to meet with me here at my office tomorrow. They're in town for the debate. And I, I shared the email with you guys. Was it expand their voices? Or I want to make sure I get the phrasing well, right. Yeah, and that's 
why I wasn't surprised. I mean, it okay. was enough of the newsroom gobbledygook in there that, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a contract. It wasn't a big handshake with you know uh, a C note in it or anything like that. It was just, you know we're just kicking the tires. Yeah, we were, and and you were recommended by someone you've worked with in the past who yeah. works for us now, and um, we've got some ideas. And I bet I they do. Uh, and I don't know if I told you guys they 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 actually came back to me a couple over the weekend, asking me, hey, before our meeting, you know we're doing uh you know this this and that for the debate on Tuesday would you be interested in being a, in being involved in it and i'm like you know what i would i am I'm, I'm going to wait and sit down and talk to you guys before i agree to anything okay now i am skeptical to be kind and in my reply back to them, I told them that. I, I told them I have had these conversations and offers before. And it's my experience that even if you really mean it in the initial overture, in the end, when you guys find out what people like me have to say, you freak out and you're like, we, we, can't, we can't go there. So, you know, if you're already going to be in town anyway and you want to come across town to my offices to meet with me, I'll hang out here a little later and let you do that. But in the meantime, I gave them some... Um, excellent restaurant suggestions for people that are visiting for the caucuses. You definitely want to hit the machine shed for breakfast. Can I get an amen on that? Uh, amen. Yeah. And then the steak de Burgo at Johnny's Italian Steakhouse, which is actually owned by the same company that is not sponsoring this segment. They just have good choice in the restaurants they make. Right. And, and I, I thought there was a chance I was not going to get a reply back to that actually, but no, they were like, no, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be there Tuesday afternoon. Come by and see you. We'll talk. So, a couple of ground rules before I open up the phone lines, because I want to make sure before I ask you guys for opinions, I get the most informed opinions possible. Number one, I'm not an employee of the Blaze. Okay, we we own this show. They just agree to purchase the rights to it. So um, my content is my own. They just have like the right of first refusal as my primary customer. Is that, is that yes. a way of yeah. explaining it? Okay, so... And, and number two, this would not absolutely not be in in place. There, and there is no amount of money or anything they could offer me where I would put my sole or primary ability to feed my family in in such hands. Okay, so this is not in place of this. And uh, the folks over at the at the Blaze know I'm having this meeting tomorrow. And I told CNN as well, anything I agreed to, if, if I was even willing to agree to it, they, I'd have to make sure they were okay with it because, you know, that's who our primary benefactors are. So I wanted to get those two housekeeping items out of the way so that you guys could give me the most informed opinion possible. Because here is the town hall topic for this week at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Under any condition, should I consider this? I mean, any condition. Is, is this, is the name here so tarnished that this isn't getting an audience 
in Pharaoh's, this isn't Moses getting an audience in Pharaoh's court or the apostles before the Sanhedrin. This is casting pearls before a swine. Is that a fair analogy? Okay. That the, the brand is so absolutely tainted that it could only hurt me by attaching myself to it. That any potential ability to reach a, a new audience with what we do here and our message here, it, it's just, it's too tainted. Can't happen. And it's an, it's an easy discreditor. You know, it, there's a, why, did, why did Paul circumcise an adult Timothy? The same Paul who spends mo- much of one of his epistles, uh, Galatians, ripping people who believe that you're un- you cannot possibly be in God's favor without being circumcised. So why then did he decide to circumcise an adult Timothy? Because Timothy was Jewish. And if you're trying to reach that audience with, whom, with the message of whom you believe is their Messiah, and right away you're, you're not, you want to say that Jesus is the fulfillment of a covenant that you don't yourself haven't actually participated in when by the Mosaic law that Jesus said he did not come to cancel, but to fulfill, you were supposed to, that would be an inhibitor to your credibility with that crowd, right? Correct. Correct. So that's kind of the similar argument we're making here. Um, there's just, there, it's just too tainted. It's too tarnished. It, it's, it, there's, it, I, the amount of people that are, that are loyal to what we do and in support of it, that would just be instantly insulted by attaching my name to it would far outweigh any new particular people that are outside of our current sphere of influence that we could reach. That's the question I have for you today in our Monday town hall. And I am interested absolutely in getting your perspective because you folks are the primary customers here. 888-933-93 is the number. That's 888-900-3393 if you want to offer me some solicited career advice. I'm asking for it. 888-900-3393. So Todd, I'm going to let you go first. Your thoughts. Uh, It's absolutely not too tainted. As long as you are allowed in whatever you're going to, you have no sense of, not that I'm asking you to tell them, parameters of what is coming up. I don't, no. Uh, a, you would have to tell him, Listen, um, whatever this is, I'm talking about Jesus all the time. You realize that, right? And B, you, you should flat out ask him. This, this is uh, uh, mining for the shibboleths. Flat out ask him, hey, you see that uh, Ricky Gervais thing? What do you think of it? Because you on this show uh, have been Ricky Gervais, whether of Des Moines um, or the Iowa caucus scene for a long, long time. You've been asking the questions in front of the crowd that is supposed to be your team Mm -hmm. and making them very, very uncomfortable. This is you back in, forgive me, the election cycle when there were quite a few Republicans running to unseat Leonard Boswell in the third district at the time. That was back in 2010. And you were asking them, what's their worldview? Mm -hmm. These are, you could 
tell that these are not quest- these are all re- Republicans, but they had never running for only four hundred thirty five seats in the U.S. Yeah. Congress. They had yeah. never really pondered this kind of stuff, and if they had, they'd been allowed to fake it for a very long time. So you've you've been doing the Ricky Gervais bit uh, for quite some time. Uh, without, you know, having to say, try the veal at the end, you know, so uh, if you were be allowed, can I, and they'd say, yeah, we want you to do that on a daily basis. The, the, here's the, I, the right and the left, some ways, you know, it's the same garbage. Here's the difference. It, the right will absolutely turn in to CNN on a regular basis if they are given the content they're craving it, it you know there's no y- people you could hire over at fox news and give a full hour to a, a certifiable leftist but there would there would be a lot the, the mania is such over on the left that they would have a hard time co- coming over they would think that you're a plant i can't participate it would be a much harder thing there would be, if you were allowed authentic, authentically to say and do, and you'd, you'd know right away, I mean, how long, how many day, days, topics, opportunities to be on in whatever scenario they're talking about, Steve, uh, it would take no time at all in this news cycle for you to say the thing that would instantly allow you to know whether or not they were serious about it or not. And put them in the position, fine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, fire me. Walk away. You, you, I, I'm not. You're not afraid. I know you aren't. Put them in the position of having to own all of it, because it's a win-win as far as I can tell. I was on. Um, I just found the clip. I, the, I've had a. I've had conversations with CNN around about just like this in the past. It was actually shortly um, after Trump's inauguration and. One of their producers reached out to me. We didn't meet face to face, like I'm going to tomorrow. But we had conversations and stuff over the phone. Um, and in fact, I, I I quoted him without mentioning his name a couple of times, and in, in the book Truth Bombs that I, that came out a year ago that I wrote. But we had these conversations again of you know we got to get more conservative voices, particularly ones from you know the middle America that have a perspective. And one of the first things they did is they put me on Anderson Cooper's show on a Friday night and he was, he was not in. And I, I, is it Jim Shuto? Is that? Shioto. Shioto. Why? Well, I can't say Shioto? that. Uh, Shioto. Shioto. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Jim Shioto was the, was the guest host on a Friday night. It was one of those like massive panels and everybody else is in, is on set and I'm via satellite here in Des Moines. And, and the, the topic was just dumb. And I, 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 I Ricky gervais them when they finally came to me. I'm like, I, I just, you can find it in, on our Facebook page. I just looked it up. It is in there. Uh, it's from April of 2017. And I, I, I just don't, nobody in the Midwest cares about this. This, this whole thing's dumb. It, it doesn't, it, it has nothing to do with any of our lives on any level whatsoever. This whole exercise is, is, is pointless, right? Um, I, I wasn't invited back on Anderson Cooper, the 360, regardless of who the host was after that. That's, again, why I'm skeptical that they're really invested in this. Particularly, let me rephrase that. I, I, 
with someone like me, someone like me, because my experience has taught me with having conversations with people like CNN, Todd, that they're far more interested in sides than they are opinions and what you think. They're far more interested with you checking a box for a side. That's totally true, which is why there's, let's just cut to the chase. I mean, in, in this meeting, it's, it takes us back to when we were talking about Donald Trump back in the, when he was courting you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you had worked with so many different kind of JV carnival barkers of one kind or another in the past. I was like, you, you know, you, the, the lay of the land that we, we've been given politically isn't so great and fertile that you're just going to turn down an opportunity to talk to a guy who may upset the apple cart. But you're good. I, I, I told you, you're, you're going to know. And you did. And I think it's going to be the exact same way with this. You're just going to know because that conversation, you're going to make it real and you're going to see them, you know, flinch. That's like the most likely thing to happen. But if they don't, it's not a loser to go there. Even if you went there and then they reneged about a month later and you got fired because it would just show them to be the fraud and you to be the one that's authentic all the way through. Aaron, I'm going to get your thoughts on this in a moment. But let, let's go to the phone. Since we asked for people's opinions, let's not make them wait any longer. 888-900-3393 is the number. Your chance to give me some career advice. Let's start in Virginia, where Sandy is. Sandy, welcome to The Blaze. What do you think, Sandy? I think you should absolutely do it, Steve. I would, um, kind of like Todd, I would ask for a 30-day ironclad uh, on their part. Now, if they do shenanigans and start cutting you off or treating you badly, you have the option to walk. I would put it all on them. Now, Todd says he thinks that that would really boost CNN's uh, Republican, I don't know whether he meant conservative viewership, but I think it could also do the opposite, that if you use that stone-cold logic and debate that you are so good at and you hit them with this 30 days, one day after another, that um, you would probably bring some of their lefty viewers to listen to your show. Hmm. Okay. So, so your vote would be. Let me. Can I? Can I ask you a follow up question? Sure. Is Sandy still? Are you still there? Okay. Yeah. Do you think? What if it's strictly an online audience that they want me to be attached to? or to reach out to. Do you think it is still worth it if that's what the case is? Um, you mean online just through them or or through yes. the place? Yeah, yes, yeah, through them, yeah. Oh, online through them. I'm not sure what what are their numbers online. I mean, do you I have, have no idea cuz I I don't cuz I don't I don't I don't watch or read it. <laughs> I don't know. Because right, we always we always hear about CNN having about five viewers, and that's only because they have all these deals with airports. But I think yep. it could probably make some people sit up and take notice if they heard somebody like you and who has some irrefutable logics and threw some ice cold water on these uh, people like Aaron Burnett every day. It would probably be quite a quite a show. All right, thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it. 
Todd, you were just shaking your head no. Well, when you talk online, I know there's <clears throat> a, me. a fairly wide list of parameters on that, but I, I would be far less inclined if that. You, you need a captive. And I bring that up because one of the producers, is, is, is all I know, is, is, is a digital person. That's all that I know. Okay. Well, it, it would need to at least be video. Uh, you, 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 you need to have a captive audience. Something we already know on our side. Conservatives talking to conservatives. We're advertising, you know, two minute read, three minute read, because we're like, we're just even our own people only have so much time these days, right? Or been conditioned in such a way. If you're not talking on the left, you have to in a way where they can't avoid it. So it ha- it would have to be a, a pod video format of some kind. It could not be something where we'd like you to write a column that. Not even worth your time. Let's go, Aaron. Were you going to chime in now, or do you want me to go to the phones? Uh, yeah, I, I want. I want to say one thing. Yeah, I, this has to be under the auspices of whether or not this is actually on television or not. I don't want to throw cold water on this entire conversation. So if I could get in at the end to do it then instead of doing it right now when we have callers on, okay. I would like to do that. But I'm going to tell you what I really think is going on with okay. this entire thing at the very end. Okay, let's go to another Aaron in New York. Aaron in New York, welcome to the place. What do you think, sir? Hey. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm um, better than I deserve. I think, go ahead. Same here. Uh, I, I definitely think you should go for it. Um, I do think CNN is absolutely serious about this. Um, and the reason I think so is because I actually have a friend who is currently one of their conservative Republican, in this case, but conservative contributors. Um, his mm-hmm. name is Rob Estorino. He is the former county executive of Westchester County and my former boss. And just for you know clarification's sake, he essentially rose to power of the governor of a small state, that's how big our county is, uh, by being a conservative. And now he's able to take that message on to CNN. And, yeah, he gets mistreated by the liberal guests, as you do. But in the end, he's still able to get his word in. And if you want to talk about a captive audience, he's like, I've made a lot, you know, a, a lot of fans on that show, but I've also got my, my, my messages of hate. You know, um, People are paying attention. CNN may not be the biggest and, and most influential network there is, but people are paying attention. So if you can get your message out there and you know, even win some people over like he is, I think you should go for it. Okay. All right. Appreciate the phone call, Aaron. Thank you for your perspective and especially the, uh, the specific example that you cited as well. Uh, thanks for the call. I, I, and that name sounds familiar. I think we've had him, when we were still doing the fake news or not the traditional way before any, any semblance mm-hmm. of we're, we're just bias to just flat out malfeasance became the rule. And we just gave that up in 2018. I think we saw that name, Rob Gasparino a couple of times in a couple of the clips, didn't we? That we utilized. It, it sounds familiar to me. When he said it, it's unfamiliar, but I can't yeah. put a, na- a face on it. Okay. Let's go out to Utah next. And that's where Jennifer is here on the blaze. Jennifer, thanks for calling in today. What are your, you have some career advice for me. Oh, Jennifer dropped. Let's go down to Florida then. And that's where Kevin is standing by. Kevin, welcome to the blaze. I am all ears uh, for your sage insights, my friend. Go ahead. Yes, I'm just curious. I definitely think you should give it a, a try because when, uh, when I was telling the screen, the call screener, when you go after Trump, you go after it with facts and you, you point out why he's doing something or what's wrong. And I don't think CNN's audience knows why they dislike Trump. So if you give them the facts, this is why we're going after Trump, they might like you more and think, okay, what does he have to say when he says something good about Trump? And that might mm-hmm. get people to start thinking, because one thing CNN lacks is knowledge. Their, their viewers lack knowledge. They don't know why they hate people. They just hate them. 
That is an interesting perspective, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Because one of the things I thought about this, guys, is, you know, you always have the law of unintended consequences, right? And so far, we've only approached this conversation from the perspective of, is their vantage point or is their tray, is their brand so tarnished with the primary audience that we are charged with reaching that it's just too radioactive to attack for us to attach, right? That's the, that's where we started this from. But then you get in the law of unintended consequences because of what Kevin is pointing out. Like if I was, if I was sitting there with Aaron Burnett, where she's talking about, well, you know, I was over there when they were chanting death to America and I kind of found there'd be a friendly trope. This. Do you, you, can you only imagine what I, do, it would, in, in, Tell like them a, that. in like a week, I am going to become That's a massive thing. Trump shill. Have you guys thought about this? Because almost every reason that they would criticize him for, I think are completely and totally wrong. It would, and, and so you talk about the law of unintended consequences, it could, and that consequence See. could be good or bad, but just remaining who I am in just a position of them, I'm going to come across as a massive Trump shill because I think their criticisms are largely dumb if not malfeasant yeah this is not what i'm going to say later but i will say this right now um you minus the fornication need to picture yourself as samson in the temple of dagon if you do this because you wouldn't go on rt you wouldn't go on al jazeera and say yes this is a platform uh for which uh, i can use to uh subvert subvert the enemies or the opposition's messaging uh subvert their their arguments no you go in there to bring down the temple of dagon upon the temple of dagon worshipers that's the only reason in my mind that you would do this i don't know why why again we've done this for a year and a half uh we're not going to fact check uh, a foreign media propaganda source and cnn by all, all by all accounts definitely falls into that definition i don't know why it would why it would change now i definitely think as far as doing anything greater than just just like Ricky Gervais uh, did the other night, there's nothing. There's nothing beyond transcendent of that. Just bringing the house down on those people. There's there's nothing beyond that. I don't see with this endeavor on on any level. Now, I don't think that that's actually what's happening here. And again, just to promo that, or just, I don't know if that's a tease uh, worthy of promoing, but I don't think that's what's really going on here. And I, I again, I think I have a pretty good idea of what's happening. And I'll say that a little bit later. I'm not worried about them pigeonholing you regarding Trump. I I I, I think their tactics more or have to do with you and Fox. I'll say this: uh, pr- thoughts and prayers to our friend Shannon Joy's Twitter feed. Okay, which is already obsessed with me at any point that when when Trump does the stuff we actually agree with, and I am a shill. My goodness. Her, you know, her Twitter feed um, will explode because if, if if you put me on the air on there all the time to defend the stuff that I actually like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to defend the stuff that I actually like. Like for example, if we all agree here that killing killing Salami and the Iranian High Command made the world safer, isn't it simply just logical then? that killing even more members of the Iranian high command would make the world even safer than it currently is. Right? Correct. Yeah. My, my, my complaint is we didn't kill him sooner and more of them. That, that is my complaint. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
don't think they can handle that. All right. We'll come back with more of your thoughts on this in a moment. This portion of the show brought to you by Riduzone. If you are making that New Year's resolution to get healthier, don't. Because there's over 80% odds it's going to fail by the time we get to Valentine's Day or St. Patty's Day at the absolute latest. Because what you really need, take it from me as someone who's lost well over 100 pounds over the years, what you're really looking for is a lifestyle change. And what becomes difficult is when we train our bodies to just... Take in more calories than they need. Uh, that's why we put on fat and weight. It suddenly becomes hard to then go back to cutting back, especially because your body was originally wired for survival. It was wired to crave and conserve calories. Thankfully, there's this little molecule in your body called OEA that lets the brain know when the belly's full. Problem is, if you let yourself get overweight, you conditioned your body to just ignore that little signal. That's where Riduzone comes in. It wants to boost that signal by just putting more of it in you. That's all that it is. It's not loaded with additives, preservatives, fillers, chemicals, stimulants, caffeine, none of that. It's just OEA. It boosts your OEA with more OEA. That's why it's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and FDA accepted. All right? If you want to give Riduzone a shot, right now we're offering you a three-month supply because it takes about 90 days for a new habit to form in the subconscious. All right? So we're offering you a three-month supply at 30% off with my name, Steve, as the promo code to get your portion sizes and cravings under control. 30% off for three months at Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U, Z-O-N-E, Riduzone.com, promo code Steve at R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, promo code Steve. Let's go back to the phones here, 888-900-3393. If you have time, I've gotten a, a slew of emails about this too. CNN is sending two producers to come and meet with me tomorrow. Is their brand so tarnished? And no, this would, this would not be in place of what I'm doing here. It would be in addition to. If I even consider it, of course, I don't specifically know what it is they want me to consider. I'm going to find that out tomorrow, okay? But before we get to the what, what the process would look like, is the brand itself so tarnished that it would it would hurt more than help me to attach myself to it, regardless of what it is that they want to, I think the word they used was collaborate. Was that the word they put in the email, right, guys? Yeah, stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Mac in Wisconsin here at 888-900-3393. Mac in Wisconsin, what do you think? Well, uh, first of all, I love your show. And um, I think having listened Thank to you, you now for a while, I, I love the, your conviction. And I, I told the, your screener there that uh, when you, you were using a few biblical references, and one of them was, that I thought of was Jesus, when he was there, he was hated amongst all the people because he was a friend to tax collectors and to prostitutes and, and other folks of that type. For you to go there, you can be a light in the darkness. And if, with your convictions, you're going you're gonna to be standing on what you believe, and it, it may not last very long. You know, Jesus only lasted three years. But the, my point is this, is that you can be that light in the darkness. And CNN compare where it came from or what it's done, but at least people need to keep being a voice in the darkness, a light in the darkness, and a voice in the wilderness. Sorry, but, uh, and I think you can be that. 
that's a that's the if you're trying to convince me to do it, not knowing specifically what the it is yet, that is the that's the pitch to try to to close me, Mac. Is that pitch that one right there? Appreciate the phone call, brother. Thank you very much. You guys have any thoughts on that before we move on? Well, that's on a regular basis, and you always forward them to the us. The, the, that's the substance of the best emails you get about this show mm-hmm. all the time when we've moved people to, to reconsider the nature of reality itself and their place in it. I mean, the, the, it's incredibly powerful, and their people have given you thank yous all the time. So, of course, that's a reason to do just about anything, whether it involves CNN or not. I mentioned earlier the interview I did with the one of the executive producers at MSNBC over seven years ago now. And one of the things she said to me in that interview was for the first time in her life, after they had had me on dozens of times during that election cycle, for the first time in her life, she could see why someone intelligent could believe the things Christians believe. Because she really just hasn't been exposed to a lot of people like us where she is from and in the industry she works in. So the assumption is ultimately, you know, um, that which I don't know or understand is a straw man. And at the very least, my appearances on there forced her to accept that there might be legitimate reasons to think like this other than I'm just automatically a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic bigot. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Oklahoma next. Mickey, you're with us here on The Blaze. Thanks for calling in. What do you think? I think you ought to say, I'll leave them alone. They're a weak weak sister. You try to bring a star into a a floundering outfit. You might be like Cleveland with the with the Oklahoma quarterback. You know, it, uh, it's going to take more than just a quarterback to to make that thing work. So, my guess is you stay where you are. You're a shine. Your your group, you Todd. Can't remember the other guy's name. All of a sudden. <laughs> it's all right, Aaron. Aaron, he, Aaron. we both Todd and I both uh, agree he's a rather forgettable figure. Yeah. No, don't hold, don't 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 beat yourself uh, up too badly. Yes. Well, I'm 90 years old, so. I, but anyway, I'm not your demographic. The, uh, I think I think you're a shining light. Your group is a shining light, and I think these people are going to be slowly attracted to you uh, through word of mouth. I think you're going to become big all on your own and and, and reach out in ways that that doesn't need CNN's help. I think Blaze is <laughs> Blaze is going to outshine outshine CNN in, in the years to come, or some other venue that's like that, and you're going to be a big part of it. All right, that's thank you, Mickey, for the phone call. Appreciate the kind words. God bless you, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. I think that's right about uh, the Blaze outshining CNN, which is why what I said before about Fox. That's why CNN is looking for you, and no, perhaps looking into others like you this is about realizing i think a lay of the land that they just they're really bad at it they're always bad at it there's some business decision involved in here about like we can't fox just owns us and what are we prepared to do and again they're thinking about it for this long as far as we know right now see that's what you just said there other than i really want to there's there's if you guys pay attention to this show on a regular basis you know there's usually about 17 reasons for everything that I say or do on a simultaneous level, okay? Um, there's So one of the reasons why we're doing this topic is I, I am genuinely interested in what you guys think, and I am concerned that the brand is too tarnished. And I want to know now going in, 
for the same reasons that when Donald Trump was wooing me, he didn't ask me what the job paid because I was afraid that if he told me with the, the, the answer, my shade, my, um, um, perspective on whether it was the right thing to do or not. Right. I, I want to know before we get to any specifics or anything, before we even get to those points where now it becomes about ego and business and things of that nature is the brand so tarnished that it's just not even worth entertaining on that level. So that's one of the reasons why we're having this conversation today. The other reason we're having it is I also want to know how much homework into somebody like me have they done? So like you're going to notice when we publish this later today, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you went and dug this out on iTunes or something, there's no reference to this conversation in the description. If you guys are watching on Blaze TV, um, not live, but later, you'll notice there's nothing in the description about this conversation because I, I, I don't want to make it easy. I want to, I want to see, you, you know, are they just working on a list? How much are they, you know, they did mention a friend of mine who works there. And when I say friend, somebody I've professionally been aligned with in the past that we, I wouldn't say we're like pals, but I've been professionally aligned with this person. We have a good relationship. Okay. Um, recommended me is how they and said they ended up contacting me. You think it's a fair description? Because you guys saw the email. Is that a fair description of the yeah. person that recommended they yeah. contact me? Okay. So I want to know if it's a template they're working off of, right? Because I also don't think I match up with most of the templates that they would work off of. So that's the other reason we're having this conversation right out in the open. And let's see how much they are really willing to invest in something like this. All right, let's go next down to Texas where Stephanie is standing by. Stephanie, welcome to The Blaze. I'm anxious to hear what you think. Go ahead. Hi, Steve. Nice to talk to you, and I do love your show. Thank you for uh, doing what you do. Um, Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, CNN, I think, is too tainted. Um, I think the trust has been broken between the American people and the mainstream media, but especially CNN. Um, I think the American people, you know, once we do start watching a conservative on um, CNN, something usually happens. They either turn, they do a 360, or um, an allegation comes up, you know, and they're gone. Um, And you also have to remember, are they looking for your viewpoint because it's an election season? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel that you may look like on CNN that you are just chanting Trump, 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 because you're going to have guests that you're going to find yourself defending almost everything he does. Intentional or mm-hmm. not with guests, it could be viewed as far right. And you are very far from far right. <laughs> so, well, I think you could do amazing things and give hope. Um, I don't know, you know, would it be too difficult? Um, there's two ways to look at it, I guess. Is it the serpent in the grass of temptation or is it a beacon of light in the darkness? And that's probably what you're trying to figure out. Um, right, right. And so, you know, I think whatever decision you make, it'll be the right one. And um, But I just wanted to let you know that there is an awful lot of American people who just do not trust uh, the mainstream media. And it will be difficult, I think, maybe with some, um, you know, conservative 
talk show backing. Um, but I agree with the last gentleman. I think that you could really outshine um, CNN with the blaze. I think the blaze is growing um, at, at rapid. Um, and I think that maybe you have found your home there. You just don't know it yet. Sure, sure. This, this would be an addition to that, like I said at the top of the show. There, there's, there is no way I would, I'm would. i not going to get unevenly yoked at that level where I'm going to put my ability to put a roof over my kids' heads and pay for my daughter's two future impending weddings, but putting my fate, my, my, my economic fate in their hands. So this would be an addition to that. Um, you know, I'm, I am very blessed and fortunate here to be aligned and partnered with the blaze because it, it, even on the right, it's one of the few places where we could give unabashed opinions and ultimately rise and fall on our ability to generate an audience, not on whether so-and-so called so-and-so in the front office and they don't want to hear it anymore. But thank you very much for the phone call, Stephanie. A lot of wisdom there. Aaron, you have any thoughts on what Stephanie has to say? I kind of, I tend to agree with, with kind of the last, I think, couple of callers that we had. I just think it's, it's too tarnished. If you do anything at all, you bring, you bring the temple of Dagon down upon the Dagon worshipers. That's, I think that's, that's how you view this at all. But in terms of trying to reach a new audience or there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. I don't think that's that's going on here uh, whatsoever. Okay. All right, we'll take one more call, and then I want to get to what you think is going on. Yeah. All right? John in New Jersey, you're going to be the last caller on this. John, what are your thoughts? Thanks for taking my call, guys. I was the guy that uh, called in before uh, Thanksgiving and gave you my uh, 10-minute spiel testimony, thanking you since I've listened to you well, guys. Well, please don't do that. I, we, that was a great today. testimony, but please don't do that this time because we're pressed for time. So go ahead. <laughs> I won't okay. do it again. Just wanted to say thanks for taking my call. Uh, you have said since uh, I've been listening to you that fear God, tell the truth, make money. Uh, behind you is a sign that says tell the truth. Um, and you go through a biblical worldview. So you look at Moses going before Pharaoh 10 times, let my people go. Elijah going before the 450 prophets of Baal, Ahab and Jezebel, and saying you mock God turn or burn. You see Jesus talking to the Pharisees. He offended them in Matthew 6, 24, but he still spoke truth. You look at Paul talking before, uh, before Nero and before Cyrus. Throughout Scripture, no matter if it's a one-off or if it's multiple opportunities, you take the opportunity that God gives you, you either bring down the false idols upon you like a Samson does, or you cry out like a voice in the wilderness, or at, like John the Baptist did, or you are a watchman on the wall like Ezekiel 34 says, which says that okay. if you see trouble, you pronounce it, and if you don't, that blood is then on your hands. You do it, and you do it by your own rules, and then you walk off and claim victory. All right. That's a compelling pitch as well, John. Glad we got uh, your call in there, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Looking that's, for your jawbone of an ass, are you right that, about no, that, now? I thought he was kind of speaking your language there, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I don't, I, I mean, you're not, There's. I don't see any way around the fact, I mean, people are worried about you kind of, could Steve even lose his way? Man? I'm not worried about no. assimilation whatsoever. Nor am I, so no. that's why. I'm worried, I'm worried about, I'm worried about if, 
there's two things I'm worried about. One, that the brand is so tarnished, it hurts us with our primary audience that we are charged to serve and I'm contractually obligated to serve. That's number one. And then the other thing I'm concerned about is that they're so ridiculous at times. It puts me in a box that I'd prefer not to be in, but the only way I can counter them is, is to be in that box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Um, so Aaron, you've been teasing this all hour. This better be good. Okay, so this is what you think is really happening here. It's not good. I just think it's probably just Occam's razor. Uh, we've said this many times. Nobody watches CNN. I mean, how in the world? How do? How in the world do they make any money over there selling advertisements? Like nobody watches watches that programming whatsoever. If nobody watches their programming, I mean, with a platform like cable, which is diminishing, but it's still a large platform. If nobody watches them. I, I shudder to think how many people actually read their online and digital only content. It can't be that it can't be that many people at all. And so I think this is just and CNN had some layoffs last year as well uh, that were kind of publicized towards the, the, the beginning of last year as well. I think this is as simple as guys, we got to increase our we got to increase our clicks here. We got to put put out some more content, but we can't afford to hire more full time staff to do write ups. Go find some opinion piece people uh from uh both sides of the aisle or or whatever uh and come back to me and uh, let's let's get some let's push some more content out uh, content out there because we got to get our click numbers up yo i and some editors like hey uh my i have uh i have that one conservative friend and probably asked your friend or your acquaintance hey do you know any good conservatives uh from the midwest your name probably came up and that's I, i i think there's been basically zero looking into this other than, hey, uh, my one conservative friend told me about you. Can you uh, can you help me out here? I'm on assignment. I think that's basically what's 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 going on here. Nobody watches CNN. Nobody. I, I would I would probably venture a guess. Hardly any fewer people even read CNN online pieces unless they've got some sort of exclusive. But when was the last off the top of your head? When was the last time CNN had a digital online exclusive piece? It's very few and far between unless it's leaks from the deep state. So I just think, and I, I don't mean to throw cold nope. water on this whole thing. I think thing, a good portion of our I, – I thought you were going to say that. And I think a good portion of our audience thinks that as well, which is why I didn't do this until just when you started speaking because I was curious too. All right? Here, according as of January, eBiz ranks the top 15 overall news sites in the U.S. Yahoo is number one. Google's number two. Huffington Post is number three. CNN is number four. 57 is his Alexa rank. That's the worldwide internet rankings. So it's the 57th most traffic website in the world. Fox News is 162nd. Which is still, and I've written stuff for Fox News in the past too and gotten huge response. That's also more of our target demo, frankly. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but, that's still huge to be the hundred. Think of the billions of millions of websites in the world. And Fox news is the 162nd of all of them. CNN they're saying is 57th. I don't think Aaron's wrong. It's probably that, but you know who else doesn't watch uh, a lot of the golden globes, but if you get it, do it right. And you're given permission and you go Ricky G interesting point. Boom. Dude, that's the most of an award show I've watched in 15 years is what he did. That's interesting. All right, we're going to stick around and do a little overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. Thanks for the calls.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.